0: Hey all you fraidy cats and kittens, welcome to this week's episode of Deathly Afraid. (laughs) My name's Brian,
1: and I'm Whitley,
0: and this is episode 12.
1: I can't believe we're on episode 12, that seems crazy. It's crazy. (laughs) And we're
0: actually recording on a Thursday this week.
1: Right, one day earlier. (laughs) <laughs> or one
0: day later. Okay, how do you think about
1: it? Well, yeah, we started on Wednesdays. <laughs> then we moved to Fridays. Now we're on Thursday. We don't know what's happening in the world. It's a
0: crazy life of having kids.
1: Right? <laughs> we actually haven't had our kids for two nights now, and it is crazy how quiet it is.
0: Right? There's no fighting. <laughs>
1: They're on spring break, and so Brian's mom takes them for a little bit, and they're having a good old time.
0: Yeah, they spent the first couple nights at my grandma's. Creed's mm-hmm. been home like not at all. I
1: week. know, crazy life. Yeah,
0: how was your crazy week this wife?
1: Week? Oh, <laughs> my week was good. I guess I don't remember what happened. <laughs> I just wanted to. <laughs> That's what did how great we,
0: her week was this
1: week. Right? What did we even do this week?
0: I don't really feel like we did much.
1: We took Creed to practice on Monday. I don't know. That's how fun my life is. I
0: had a break 29 last night. That was fun. Oh,
1: we did. That was so good. It's a restaurant here in Nampa. Delish.
0: Especially the B29 fries.
1: Oh, my gosh. Oh, love it. <laughs>
0: Not a fan of the bread pudding, though. <laughs>
1: Brian had never had bread pudding, so we decided to try it. He did not like the texture.
0: Had good flavor, though. Just i not a texture it. person.
1: <laughs> You're not a texture person? Nope. You have some texture. <laughs>
0: like mushrooms. I'm sure I would be fine it's just like a texture
1: thing. I like mushrooms. I think they're delicious. But when you said mushrooms at first, I thought you were talking like drugs. And I was like... <laughs> I wouldn't know about that, Brian. Tell me. <laughs> so. Yeah. How was your week, Brian?
0: It's been kind of hectic, actually. It's like we, we're busy all this month at work and it's like just hit a wall. All of a sudden, there's like nothing. I don't know what's going on. If it's the weather that's throwing people off or just those cars aren't breaking or what.
1: Can you not hear her chewing the shit out of her bone? Yes. <laughs> and then that sneeze.
0: Minnie, you need a or You're gonna
1: go out. <laughs> uh, we actually let our dog sit in here this time, so we didn't have kids. But Minnie's got a bone that she's just going to town on now. <laughs> she keeps sneezing. All right, let's, let's keep, keep going.
0: You' gonna be good
1: now, man. Minnie, beautiful girl. All right, you are first this week, right?
0: Yes, I am first this week.
1: We'll t- oh, before we get into our stories, the day this episode release releases is our youngest's birthday. So we want to say happy birthday, Grayson, because he, he asked. He asked. He asked us. He asked for a shout out, and he's so cute about it.
0: Yeah, happy birthday, Grayson.
1: <laughs> Little Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so.
0: So yeah, my story this week is actually one I know you've heard of. I heard about it, I lived through, and that's why we drink podcasts. I
1: love podcasts.
0: Right? It is super good. And
1: and me and him share the same birthday, so that's cool. Nice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and this is one that we're actually gonna be down that way. Thanksgiving, and so you no, know, it's hard because, like, I want to go here, but I also want to go to the Queen Mary, and I'm sure it's going to come down to like pick one and right go to that one. But it's, I
1: think, we're closer to the Queen Mary, that one, yeah, maybe. it's like
0: 20 minutes to a half hour, where this one is, yeah, almost two hours.
1: I don't want to drive on my vacation, <laughs> I already have to drive to Universal, right? And that's long that's enough, like two hours. Just traffic,
0: itself. maybe. Yeah. Anyway, so the one I'm talking about this week is the Whaley House. The Whaley House is an 1857 Greek Revival-style residence, a California historical landmark and museum located in Old Town, San Diego. It is currently maintained by Historic Tours of America and is the oldest brick structure in Southern California. The Whaley House was home of Thomas Whaley and his family. At various times it has also housed Whaley's general store, San Diego's second county courthouse, and the first commercial theater in San Diego. This house has witnessed more history than any other any other building in the city.
1: Did you say any other? (laughs) (laughs) But then I corrected it. I know you did. Continue.
0: All right. So next thing I'm going to get into is kind of more on the Whaley family history, kind of give their background.
1: Okay.
0: So Thomas Whaley of Scots-Irish origin was born on October 5th, 1823 in New York City and was the seventh child in the family of 10.
1: Holy cow. Yeah. Could you imagine having nine brothers and sisters? I mean, I'm from a family of five, and that felt like a lot.
0: (laughs) I think our three boys is a lot, let alone friggin' My parents
1: were halfway there.
0: Right? I think my dad's, my grandpa on my dad's side, I think he was, like, had a lot of siblings. I want to say close to nine or ten. I know Ralph has quite a few. Who? My dad's dad.
1: Your oh, your grandpa, now. okay, your dad's dad's dad's, dad's sisters and <laughs> I was really lost. I don't know why wait, so
0: I think he had like nine or ten brothers and sisters, and I think Ralph does too.
1: Ralph has that many, yeah, what
0: like we discovered at work like if you need anything, Ralph has a brother or sister that does what you need. Like we were talking the other day about needing like an electrician at work or something to fix some wiring in the shop and Ronald's like, Oh, I have a brother that does that and like his other brothers came and fixed our computers and Oh my gosh. Anything you need, he's got it in the family.
1: (laughs) One call, that's all.
0: Right? Could have their own like
1: Do it all do it all all business. business.
0: So anyway, Whaley took over his father's successful business relations, then left New York on January 1st of 1849. So Whaley took over his father's successful business relations, then left New York on January 1st, 1849. He then traveled to San Francisco during the California Gold Rush, where he engaged in business. He then went to San Diego in September of 1851. Two years later, Whaley went back to New York and married Anna Eloise Delany- Delaney on August 14th, 1853. On August 22nd, 1857, the Whaley's moved into their new home, now known as the Whaley House. Thomas and Anna Whaley had six children, Francis Hinton, born December 28th,
1: 1854. Is Hinton his middle name? Yes. Okay, because I was like, that's weird. He uh, has a different last name.
0: <laughs> Thomas Whaley Jr., born August 18th, Ooh. 1856.
1: They were both named Thomas?
0: No. Oh, well, the dad and the son. Okay. Uh, Anna Amelia, born...
1: I'm sorry. I thought you said the other one was Thomas Hinton. I'm, I'm Francis. 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 Francis he's that off
0: of. Is it Deadpool? No. Oh,
1: I don't know. Oliver and Company where he keeps calling him Frankie and he's all it's Francis.
0: <laughs> yeah. All I can think about when I heard that name was Francis from Deadpool. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. But anyway.
1: Thomas Whaley Jr. Francis Hinton.
0: Anna Amelia born June 27th 1858. George Hay Ringold. Born November 5th, 1860,
1: George Hay Ringle,
0: Ringgold, Ringgold,
1: yeah. Ringold.
0: Violet Elite, or Eloise, born October 14th, 1862, and Corinne Lillian, born September 4th, 1864. Francis Hinton was named after a business partner. Thomas Whaley Jr. suffered from scarlet fever at 18 months old and died on January 29, 1858. After the death of baby Thomas and the loss by fire of their store, Thomas and Anna moved to San Francisco. In January 1859, Whaley turned his affairs in Old Town over to Frank Ames, a Wells Fargo agent. In the summer of 1868, Thomas invested some of his new capital stock in merchandise and headed back to San Diego. Thomas fixed up the old Whaley house, and Anna and the rest of the family arrived back home to San Diego on December 12, 1868. On January 5, 1882, Violet Eloise Whaley and Anna Amelia Whaley were both married in old San Diego. Violet married George George e. Bertalecci yeah. and Anna Amelia wed her first cousin, John T. Whaley, son of Henry Hirsch Whaley, inside their family home.
1: What the heck? Right?
0: Uh, You're my cousin.
1: Sydney Mason? Right? Is that you? Yeah.
0: So, unfortunately for Violet, just shortly after the nuptials, her husband revealed to her in a letter his sordid past. Bertelotchi vowed to prove his worthiness, but Mister and Miss Whaley would try to sever all contact. Suffering suffering from melancholy, Violet committed suicide by shooting herself in the chest with Thomas's thirty-two caliber on August 19,
1: eighteen eighty-five. That's really sad.
0: Yeah, she was only twenty-two years of age, and her suicide note read. Mad from life's history, swift to death's mystery, glad to be hurled anywhere, anywhere out of this world. And then signed Violet Whaley, and then it put Save Our Heritage Organization.
1: What? I don't know. That's so. Weird. So also, is it not weird that they said she was suffering from melancholy?
0: Yeah,
1: isn't that like? now it's like okay should they have depression or whatever but it's so weird that it's just completely a different yeah time
0: so yeah yeah it's kind of different so the suicide note is a passage from bridge of sights or size a poem by thomas hood so her sister corinne lillian was engaged at the time of her sister's death but her fiancé broke off the engagement due to the scandal it raised.
1: Oh, so he was like, your sister killed killed herself and now I don't want to marry you?
0: So I was trying to find more on it, but I guess there was some big scandal going on with, like, these guys trying to marry into the family for money and stuff like that. And so it was raising... Like the press and everything was getting involved and so he's like, I don't want any part of this, I guess. I don't know.
1: So he probably was, it? was in it for the money and then probably it got embarrassed.
0: Yeah. So after these tragic events, Thomas Whaley built a single story frame home for him and his family at 933 State Street in downtown San Diego and moved the family into the new residence leaving the Whaley house vacant for over two decades. Francis Whaley married Susan E. Murray in Mendocino, California on December 31st, 1888. And on December 14th, 1890, Thomas Whaley died due to ill health at the State Street Address. And then Anna Amelia Whaley died at Modesto, California on December 12th, 1905. Meanwhile, the old Whaley house remained vacant and fell into disrepair. In late... Oh,
1: sorry. No, I was just going to say, it's just weird that they just completely were like, yeah, we're done with this house, we're going to move on. But it's like they didn't sell it or whatever, they just left it. Yeah. That's so weird to me.
0: I guess it's just what they did back then. I don't know. So, in late 1909... Francis Whaley undertook the restoration of the building and turned the home into a tourist attraction where he posted signs promoting his historicity. What? That's historicity. I don't know how you say that.
1: Say the whole sentence again. I'm confused.
0: So Francis Whaley undertook the restoration of the building and turned the home into a tourist attraction where he posted signs promoting his historicity. And entertain visitors with his guitar. History? I said historicity. I don't know what that means, but...
1: Historicity. How do you spell it? Historicity? Historical authenticity. An effort to assert the historicity of poetry and the political power of poets.
0: So there you go. That's what it means.
1: That's a weird word, man.
0: Right? I thought the same thing.
1: You know, you should have looked it up.
0: I should have. <laughs> Anyway, and then he entertained visitors with his guitar.
1: (laughs) This is all historically. What did I say? Authentic.
0: Yeah, historically authentic.
1: Now watch me play guitar.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So Anna Whaley, Thomas's widow, Bryn, Lillian, Francis, and George all lived in the old Whaley house in 1912. On February 24th, 1913. Anna died at 80 years of age. Oh, wow. And then a year later, Francis Whaley died on November 19th, 1914. George Whaley died on January 5th, 1928 in San Diego. And Corinne Lillian Whaley continued residency in the house until her death in
1: 1953.
0: Oh, wow. So she was kind of the last one of the family to
1: To be there
0: there and... Quite a bit longer after most of them. Yeah. So after the history of success and deaths, the Whaley house remains well known as a haunted house. It is said that guests and the staff from time to time will catch a glimpse of the ghost of a Whaley family member who died inside the house, such as baby Thomas Whaley, Jr., Violet, Anna, Francis, George, or Corinne, Lillian Whaley. The house has frequently been cited as haunted based on strange noises or sights reported by some visitors. In 2005, Life magazine even called the Whaley house the most haunted house in America. It was pretty cool.
1: That is. Yeah.
0: So shortly after the Whaley family moved in, they told the San Diego union that they heard heavy footsteps in the house, which they believed to be the ghost of James Yankee, Jim Robinson, (laughs) Who had earlier been hanged on the property for stealing a boat? Some visitors have reported seeing apparitions of Thomas Whaley or Anna Whaley. Mm. So yeah, this looking up this house is there's different tours you can do. So they have like a daily like self guided tour where they give you a map and kind of the history breakdown on it. You can do um, like a daily guided one, a nightly guided one. And then they also have like a nightly, what do like call it? a
1: self guided car. This one's like a. Oh! It's the
0: paranormal yeah, it's activity like, yeah. thing like where go walk inner type Yeah, thing. we could walk around with all the different machines and, and yeah. stuff like that, which I thought that would be would pretty be super neat. fun, I
1: yeah. think.
0: Well, like a lot of. I think I heard it on. Um, and that's why we drink.
1: They said a lot of
0: times you can, like. The kids will see like this. What what it was was the family dog, and they'll come tell their parents like, "Hey, this dog was like playing with me and licking me," and they're like, "There's no dog here."
1: Oh, that's a like, creepy. Kids will see the
0: dog like running around the house and.
1: But I guess if I had to see a ghost, a ghost dog, which like a happy one that wants to play with you, that right? would just be cool. I'd be fine with that. And then like
0: people have seen any like. Everything from any of the whaley's that have passed away in the home, people have seen them, um, heard like kids laughing, like giggling and stuff like that. And I'm like, what the heck? Where is this coming from?
1: That's crazy.
0: And so that, I mean, that's why I, I think it would be a neat place. It looks like they still have like the general store going. Oh, really? But like, literally, it was. They had it. I think they converted their master bedroom into like the theater and they had like a courthouse in that house and all so it, sorts of stuff did
1: it say how big it was like how many square feet
0: it didn't back i oh i'll we'll post pictures of the house and yeah they have actually on their website pictures that people have posted of like ghost sightings and you can see like the apparitions in the background and stuff and oh, so that's it's really cool. neat. but can i
1: can you make any of them out or do they just look like smudges
0: A couple of them, from what i was seeing, that look like you could see, like, actual faces. Oh, that's
1: crazy.
0: Yeah, it's pretty interesting. So if we can clip some of those from their website, we'll post them on our Instagram and Facebook so our listeners listeners can see. And so I I went on TripAdvisor and found one of the better reviews I'd seen on there for the house. So I kind of wanted to read that. It's from Tiffany L. in New York. And said, I normally watch paranormal, paranormal investigation shows. And when I got a chance to visit San Diego, I had to take the opportunity to go explore one of the most active haunted houses in the country. The Whaley house is very active and an experience not to be missed. You're given a paper for the self-guided tour that gives you a background on every area of the house and its history. I learned that the house has a courtroom, which was the first in Old Town, San Diego, and a theater. When I was in the courtroom, my camera stopped working right before I was about to take a picture. It's actually common for electronic devices to unexpectedly stop working in this area of the house. Which sounds like a lot of ghost places we talk about, like haunted houses and stuff like that, or even the Queen Mary. Like electronics have a hard time. Yeah, like they off of it or
1: something.
0: So, uh, I caught a face of a woman wearing a veil or scarf over her head in a room where Violet Whaley supposedly committed suicide at. Oh, wow. I also felt a tingling sensation on my right leg in the kitchen that's been said to have been the family dog or
1: cat. She was cleaning a dish. Right?
0: (laughs) So, if you go, I highly recommend, as you will most likely experience paranormal activity.
1: That's cool, though. Yeah. So, she said she caught a picture of the person with the veil? Yes. That's cool.
0: I was trying to see if I could find that on their website. And I will look some more, but I didn't see the one that she was talking about. But, I mean, just... I mean, they all sound... Like, everybody that... Seen or read about having the paranormal experiences there have all been like good things. There hasn't been any like negative energies out of any of the.
1: That's good. Yeah, because it would be scary if it was negative. Right. <laughs> that would be actually super cool to go see. It would be really fun.
0: So they have the general store that you can buy like. Souvenirs and stuff from from the Whaley House, but you get to tour like the courtroom and the theater and all their other room, bedrooms. And
1: so they put a show on in the theater.
0: I don't know that'd be. They could because it'd right? be fun. It would be fun.
1: <laughs> Dinner at a show. That would be cool. I would like it. They probably make a lot of money on it. Probably. <laughs> cool. Well, I liked it. Good job. Yeah,
0: that was my story.
1: And you sticking to it.
0: Man. What is your story this week?
1: My story. My story is about the Denver Spider Man. Have you heard about him? I have not. Well if you could guess what he is what he does, what would you say he does?
0: Fights crime. <laughs> he does from not.
1: Sadly, no. He is the villain in this one.
0: I'm never would spider-man to be the
1: villain well there you Except go yeah here he is so first i'm going to tell you a little bit about philip peters and he is the first well the victim of this story so i wanted to give you a little background on him first um Philip Peters was a retiree of the Denver and the Rio Grande Western Railroad. So he worked on the railroads his whole life. Um, He was married to his wife, Helen, and they had three kids together, all of which are like grown up and moved away at the time of the story. Yeah. Uh, Philip was also a musician and a member of the Denver Guitar Club, where he and Helen would sometimes give guitar and mandolin lessons. Have you ever played the mandolin?
0: Oh, that sounds cool. I've heard it in a couple songs.
1: Right? That's crazy. I've, you never hear people playing the mandolin, so I don't know. I just thought that was weird.
0: I've heard <laughs> of the Mandalorian.
1: I also have <laughs> heard of the Mandalorian. Um, so, Helen had broken her hip and was staying at St. Anthony's Hospital. And this left, left Philip alone at their home for five weeks. And in this five weeks, neighbors had, you know, invited Philip over to dinner every night while Helen is recovering. So he didn't, wouldn't have to be, like, alone and can enjoy, like, a home-cooked meal. Because he's, like, obviously, he's an older man, you know, by himself. They, I think, worried about him a lot. So yeah they, uh, they invited him to dinner. Um, so on October 17th of 1941... Seventy-three-year-old Philip Peters entered his kitchen to discover a man raiding his refrigerator. Philip then struck the man with his cane, and the intruder hit Philip with a pistol that he had found in the home. So he'd found the home, found yeah. the home. He'd found the pistol while he's like raiding the home, and then like hits him. Oh, having yeah. the...
0: pistol up with his own pistol, what <laughs> is that? A shame,
1: right? So, um. Listen, this, I, I thought, thought, was kind of weird. When he hit him with the gun, gun the gun, gun broke, broke apart.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, High quality. <laughs> right? It's not that great of a gun,
1: apparently. Um. So, after the gun fell apart, the man grabbed a heavy cast iron shaker and beat Philip to death. Dang. So.
0: What's a shaker?
1: It's like a... I don't know. I think it's like a... um. Like a like a skillet thing, but I, I'm wrong. I'm so wrong. Oh, little handly thingy.
0: Got beat with a handle after getting pistol whipped.
1: I don't know. I don't. Anyway, he gets beat with the shaker and he dies. Um. Later that day, a worried neighbor ends up calling the police, concerned that Philip hadn't shown up for dinner. Uh, When the police arrived, they found all the windows and the doors locked with no sign of forced entry. They searched the whole house and found no evidence of a break-in. That's weird. Right? So, he's dead. They find him dead. But they find, like, the doors are all locked and the windows are all locked from the inside.
0: So, this guy just come in through an unlocked door and then lock it when he left?
1: It's crazy, man. It's crazy. So, um, Philip's wife Helen obviously was in the hospital at this time recovering from her broken hip. And so shortly after, you know, the murder, she comes back home with the assist with the assistance of a housekeeper, because obviously her hip's broken now her husband's not there to help her get around and take care of things. Yeah. So, so she, she hires this housekeeper to um, help her. Almost immediately, actually immediately after they come back home, they start hearing a bunch of strange noises in the house and notice that, like, food would go missing, items will be moved, just, like, random noises, you know, throughout the house. And they're terrified, obviously. And the housekeeper was convinced that the hum- home was haunted and decided that she was going to quit and move out.
0: So this guy just kill the dude and then just hide out in the attic? I don't
1: know. Um, so obviously Helen's unable to maintain the home on her own and she moves to stay with her son in Grand Junction. After the house is vacant, a neighbor named Mabel Burke and her five kids would often see just the lights randomly going on and off throughout the house. They would hear strange noises. Um, there was actually, I read that there was some strong smells coming from the house, like just weird stuff happening. So she's obviously, you know, calling the police, whatever. At one point she even took a bat and went and knocked on the door. Like, but no answer, obviously. Um, this strange activity continued along with, you know, the complaints of the strong smells coming from the home. Um, All of this activity was just being written off as like an apparition or a local pranksters. Police, however, did continue to make routine checks to the home. Um, And on July 30th of 1942, while checking the home, one of the officers named Fred Zarnow, I hope that's how you say it, um, heard a click from the second floor and he Ran up the stairs just in time to see see a pair of legs disappearing into the attic trap door. Brian.
0: (laughs) I knew it. I'm good at this.
1: (laughs) You got a good guesser. Um, So the officer was able to grab hold of the legs and pull them down. And the man attached to these legs (laughs) was named Theodore Edward Ponies. Um, Coney's was dubbed the Denver Spider-Man after Zarno remarked a man would have to be a spider to stand it long up there. So that's how he got his little name.
0: Not by swinging on webs. That would be cooler.
1: Right? It would be much cooler if he was, like, a nice guy that swung from webs. Um, so how did Coney get into the house? You might ask.
0: do ask i do ask
1: well let me tell you so So in september of 1941 this is nine months prior to all you know
0: who's in the house for nine freaking months
1: (laughs) nine months so september of 1941 59 year old ador conies was a homeless man and he remembered an old acquaintance that an old acquaintance that lived nearby named Philip Peters. He had met Philip at the guitar club where he teach where Philip taught guitar and mandolin. So, um, Theodore had gone to Philip's home to ask for help or maybe some food. But when he arrived, Philip was at the hospital visiting his wife, Helen, who had broken her hip. Um, Theodore, at that point, just decided he was just going to break into the home, steal some food and some money. But instead of leaving, Theodore discovered a small trap door that led to a small attic. He stayed there for five weeks, stealing food before he was caught by Philip. Um, Philip did not recognize Theodore, and that is when the fight ensued that ended Philip's life. So, and he had told police, you know, it was a spur of the moment thing. I was never planning on killing him. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so he lived there for five weeks before he was ever caught by Philip. And then continued to live there when police were doing their investigations and searching the house. We never found him because he was up in this, it was like a trap door inside of a closet that went up to the attic. Oh, okay. So it's not so like, kind of like, kinda like the way. one we have in the garage that's just up on the ceiling. Yeah. But it would be in, like, a closet. Okay. So it's not like one of those ones you pull down and can go up. And, yeah. Um, so, Theodore Coney's. I'm going to tell you about his life. He was born on November 10th of 1882 in Petersburg, Illinois, to Thomas Coney's, a Canadian immigrant that owned a hardware store, and Isabella Pelham. I think that's how you say it. E-L-A-M.
0: Yep.
1: After his dad died, his mother moved him to a farm in Wisconsin. 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 And then Denver, Colorado in 1907, where she worked as a housekeeper at the Denver Democratic Club. This is a short one, apparently, today. Actually, I already told you it was short, but... um. Theodore suffered from poor health his whole life and was told by doctors that he would not live to see his 18th birthday. Because of this, he did not finish high school. He was kind of like, eh, why, why would I continue to go to school if I'm not going to live right now? I don't blame him. So as an adult, Theodore worked as a bookkeeper at the Denver Brass Works in Advertising and Sales. So, I mean... He had a decent job, yeah. but he despite of that, he actually spent most of his adult, adult life adult life his adult life um, being homeless. Um, Theodore was often looked down on or treated weird due to his frail condition, and he resented the way people treated him. He later expressed that he just wanted a place to be alone and free of judgment. Theodore Coney's died May 16th, 1967, which is the literal day my dad was born. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> year and everything. Um, he died at the Colorado State Penitentiary Prison Hospital. And hopefully he was not reincarnated as my father. <laughs> right away. That would be real bad. Just kidding. <laughs> not just kidding. It wouldn't be bad. Can you imagine your dad living in an attic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's, oh, that's what I, I thought, thought of. I just thought of like a, a schmiegel type guy up in the room, attic. Right? In fact, in I have pictures of him that I'm going to post, post, and he—he's a little bit creepy looking, looking but looking, not Schmeagol looking, but he just doesn't look very good.
0: Yeah, he's homeless. He,
1: no, he had a home for nine damn months. Actually, I was actually thinking when I was writing this out and everything. He lived in that attic for 9 months just cuz he was homeless or whatever. Yeah. And then he ended up being in prison the rest of his life, which was probably his favorite freaking time of his life.
0: Probably.
1: Cuz now he's got a place to stay, he's, he's gotta got a free to.
0: food. He's got. Yeah.
1: Which I mean back in that time, I'm sure it wasn't anything great. Probably not. But I mean, not it's not though. great now, but it's better than being on the streets.
0: Yeah.
1: Sad that Philip had to die.
0: He was trying to defend his home
1: with his cane. That also made me think of like the uh, grandpa who was hitting him with his cane. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the wilderness explorer.
1: No, he's not. That's Russell. I know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that was my very short story of the day.
0: That's like our shortest episode yet.
1: I know, huh? We're crazy. That's all right. It's all right.
0: Be itty bitty.
1: That's not where I was going. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you could <can> be itty bitty. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah. Anything you would like to, to say, my sir? sir?
0: Um, I would like to get listener stories in.
1: During you people, listen to him.
0: That nobody's submitted yet. That's
1: <laughs> alright. To, to, yeah, right to be a little bitty? Yeah,
0: it's <laughs> alright to be a little bitty.
1: I was going with like, it's alright to have a good time. And you're like, it's alright to be a little bitty. <laughs> <laughs> a little hometown with a big old shitty.
0: <laughs> yeah, we had to bring it redneck right this time.
1: So anyway, um, I w- Brian would like listener stories. I would like you guys to rate and share with everybody. Just
0: kidding. Everybody,
1: <laughs> if you guys could um rate the show and share it with people, that would help us out a ton. Um, even leaving like a review that helps more listeners find us. Um.
0: Have we even gotten one review yet?
1: Yeah, we've gotten a review.
0: Yeah. I was gonna say now's your chance to be our first, but apparently we already got one.
1: <laughs> Sorry, guys.
0: You could be our second.
1: It's still open. <laughs> Actually, I'm I haven't checked in a while, but might be. Um yeah, so if you guys could do that, we'd appreciate it. We would super appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> um you can follow us on Instagram at deathly afraid podcast
0: or Facebook group deathly afraid podcast.
1: Um, you can send us your stories, comments, complaints,
0: questions, answers,
1: <laughs> criticisms to deathly afraid pod at gmail.com. And I think that's it, man. Yeah. Also, One more time, I want to say happy birthday to Grayson. JBB, we love you. Do love you. (laughs) Peace out. We out. Bye.